button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, boners? Welcome back to Fox News with Tucker Carlson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I actually haven't heard anything horrible he said in a few weeks. It's been really nice. I'm not going to look anything up. I don't want to go find out. I haven't, yeah. Also, I wanted to warn, if I sound grumpy today it's because i spent three hours at the dentist this morning and it fucked my whole day up nice. i've barely barely recovered I, dude it was an absolute fucking clown show dude, it was I, insane i, really, I felt like i was in a reality experiment that sounds, what are you yeah. guys doing i need to I, I i scheduled this appointment and i waited forever and i fucking show up and they're they all they do as or as i'm getting my paperwork ready which was already a bunch of fuckery they were like, did you want to get your teeth cleaned today? I was like, why else would I be what? here? I am at a dentist. Yeah, yeah. Why would I be here? I was like, yeah, I uh, absolutely uh, do. She's like, okay, cool. We have a opening at 10. It was 8.30 oh when she told God, me this. Dude. I, I was like, what? What do you mean? Then why am I here right now? And so I did, I did like uh, x-rays, which was like the most x-rays I've ever gotten at a nice, dentist's office. Nice. I was gagging and like tearing up. I hate those fucking, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Where they put, they put it, the yeah, thing in your you mouth. have to like bite on it. Oh, it's the They're worst. like, ah! yeah, it's like yeah. jamming in your soft palate. Yeah. And they're like, now hold that. <laughs> like tears pouring down my face. I didn't drink any coffee in the morning because I want to have coffee breath for the dentist. That's Plus fair. it was at eight in the morning. And so I was like, fine, fucking, yeah. I'll just go straight there. And then, and then after all that, uh, I finally, and also my, my actual teeth cleaning started at 10 20. So it wasn't even fucking 10 o'clock. Um, around 10, 10, I stood up and just started pacing around the fucking <laughs> uh, room. I was like, dude, you guys gotta know I'm pissed off. Yeah, you gotta I'm fucking get me the angry fuck out of here. right now, dude. And then, so she cleans my teeth and I was going to go get some coffee after I was going to go to a Wawa. Cause that's what I do. I'm in Pennsylvania. I go to Wawa now. Fair. And, uh, she was like, do you want to get a fluoride treatment? And I thought that was just something that the dentist did. And I was like, I guess, sure. And she doesn't. She's like, cool. Just don't eat anything uh, crunchy, sticky, or, or yeah, hot for the yeah. next two hours. I was like, no. That's everything. No. That's Are everything. you serious? Yeah. I was just about to. Oh. <laughs> dude, I went into my car and had a little adult tantrum. I was yeah, so that's pissed fine. off about that whole upset, experience. Dude. Yeah, I walked out three hours after I walked in. I would be. I told upset. my boss, I was like, I might be like 30 minutes late. And no. then he, I was like, holy shit. No, way more than. Dude, I need to. Um, I need to hire somebody to strictly uh, schedule my dentist appointments because I'm too scared. I won't do them. So like, uh, dude, I just goddamn, I it's I have I've actually been going to the same dentist since I was five years old, and I had I moved, and now I had to get a new dentist. Yeah, and I, I was I'm like this. I hated the experience so much, but I was like, what if I have to if I change dentists, I might have to do this again. Yep. <laughs> so they, I was like, I guess I'll go to them for the rest of my fucking life here. Fuck it. It's just like the banks, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. It's just too much of a pain in the ass. And like, just fine, you win. Yeah, you win. I've got, I've got uh, a dentist office 
pulled up on my browser in a tab and it's just there to remind me that I need to schedule that. So <laughs> every time I ADHD open, yeah, things. Yeah, every time I open my browser, I'm like, fuck man, I gotta do that. God and then I damn go man. somewhere else. But Dude, I, Reagan's the same way. She won't schedule one, so I need to do it. For I hate her, which, I, I, I get it. I, I hate get it. it. I hate it. I, I hate it. And then she's like, um, does you know, at the end it's an old joke, but she's like, Does um Tuesday uh, July eighteenth sound good? I'm like I <laughs> sure yeah man. why not <laughs> I, I, what are you talking yeah. about um and then like i used to go to this dentist here and i felt i don't know i felt like this dude had some prejudice against me or something because i was alternative or like maybe he oh. was super into god and like I, he knew i wasn't so I just, I was worse off every. You get that, you give that vibe. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So every You're giving, don't love God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every time I came out of that man's office, I like, I would be in more pain than I was when I went in. Like, I, dude, it. Well, he would beat. <laughs> He's the like, I'm shit. a crank. Yeah, dude, feet. he would beat the shit out of me. I've man. never it, left a dentist in pain. I, I don't know every what's time, going on. dude, and like, I when I used to get like, listen, I'm like the cavity king. I had like seven cavities at once when I was a kid. I probably got more now. Water. All you do is eat sugar. Yeah, it's of great. Course. Um, <laughs> so like. You floss? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I do every day. Not, fuck no, not every day, but yes, I do. Oh. Um, oh. but okay. whenever he would do fill my cavities, he would be like, "All right, now bite on this little strip to like see if the bite is good." Which I that I don't ever remember having that done, but it would be fucked up every time. I'd have to come back in and have him redo it, and I'm just like, dude. He Fuck loves it. it. Yeah, I, he's dude. like, yeah. He's do like, you have to pay if you come back in again? No, no, no. They'll do that for okay. free. Yeah, I was like, dude, if, if that, I had to pay, I would be fucking livid, dude. If I I'm like, pay. you don't want to fucking see me again. Yeah, Just I, do I this swear right. to God, you don't want me to come back into this office. Do it right. I the think first it's time. funny that you say that he could tell you doesn't love God because visually you look like you don't love God. Yeah. But I've had a lot of people tell me. Like you don't seem like you'd be in the god. Yeah. Like, what? It's a, good vibe. it's a good vibe to give off. Uh, I, I mean, somebody, yeah, I'm about that. I had somebody. Uh, I did like Instagram questions where you can obviously ask me questions, and I answer them on a story. And somebody was like, "Do you believe in God?" Or like, "What's going on here?" Because I don't. I do, I I don't understand. And I was like. I responded to it and I was like, what? or they were like, are you a Christian? Cause I'm not too sure what's going on here. And I was You're like, not too sure. Yeah, I, And so I was like, what in the fresh hell would give you that idea? And then somebody pointed out that there, I like at the end of my hashtags, earrings. Well, so for the, at the end of my hashtags on my photos, I always put some like joke ones and a common theme is I hashtag teens for Christ. <laughs> and I guess that's what threw her threw him off. And it's so funny because I'll look at that hashtag and it's like my face and then a bunch of like Indian sermons of them like <laughs> like youth that's groups hilarious. in India and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is what a good joke. <laughs> I'm monopolizing this category yeah, it's, of teens It's mine. I think the, the old one I used to do was uh, Cuts for Bieber. Um, that was oh, the early what does that days. Even mean? You don't remember that? That was uh, back when Justin Bieber was smoking weed, and a bunch of fucking super fans cut themselves to get him to stop. And it was oh, hashtag cuts for Bieber. God. Yeah, dude, did we cover the believers on that season? I don't think so. To be honest, that sounds feel, pretty yeah, good. That is pretty. I totally forgot about that because like it was that's horrible. In that hashtag, it was literally just me, and there was like one other dude that would <laughs> hashtag it every now and again. <laughs> that's kind of genius, yeah. honestly. <laughs> we'll start tagging like train enthusiasts, dude, yeah, uh, just, or some shit at the end of. Re- 
ridiculous hashtag. That. That's what I, that's what I do. I, I like to monetize. Didn't realize this is probably because I don't know anything about Instagram, but I didn't realize people would actually like like look through something by a hashtag. So I know that's the point, but I didn't know people did that. I I don't do it often, but I'll do it sometimes if I'm looking for like Emonite footage. I'll hashtag Emonite, and Uh-oh. also it's not just them. Um, it's not just them looking through it via that hashtag. It's uh, they will follow that hashtag. You can follow yes. hashtags. So whenever someone posts with that hashtag, you get a notification that there has been a photo upload. Uh, with that hashtag. Uh, okay, yeah. dude, I'm watching uh Avenue Five right now. You know that, that show? No. I'm watching it on your HBO. If you want to check nice. it out, um, the it's uh a comedy starring Hugh Laurie. And Josh Gads and Zach Wood and you know those dudes, Josh Gad. Josh He's the Gad. voice of Olaf from Frozen. Oh, and Zach really? Wood okay, is the yeah, guy yeah. from Silicon Valley. He's oh, Gabe. Okay. And, or Jared and that Jared. actually he is Gabe Donald he's, in Silicon he's, Valley. He's, yeah. He's Gabe in the office. But uh yeah, I so uh, I watched I started, I watched the first like I think I watched the first like five or six episodes of Silicon Valley. I really liked it. I th- I think it's funny. Soup doesn't like yeah, it. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's uh-huh. hilarious. Soup doesn't she like doesn't it. She doesn't like it? No, huh? Oh, yeah. why? I thought I don't know. I thought it was funny. I thought it was super funny. And they were Is like, because it it's mostly just full of men and there's like almost no women in the whole show. That maybe? could definitely like, be it. That could be related. That there's very few. It, yeah. But I mean, it's also real. It's a show about Silicon Valley, yeah. you know? True. What are they going to do? Just and put a bunch of women in? That'd yeah. be so weird. Like, where did they come from? What is this? The only startup with six women yeah. in it? That's dudes insane. That, dudes that work in tech don't get maidens. It's just I, obvious. <laughs> I uh, am still in the engineering student subreddit because I like to pass down my engineering wisdom. Yeah, and there's constantly memes about there being like sub 10% women Damn. in the engineering classes. We need more women like, engineers, dude. Oh, true, yeah. dude. Truly, uh, people don't understand what kind of dudes become engineers. We they need to be stopped. Yeah. They need to be replaced. <laughs> the worst, dude. It, no, oh my god. These people. So many of these dudes have never. They don't know what a person is. They've never had a conversation with a person, let alone a woman. But like a conversation with a human being doesn't matter to them at all. It's it's See, man, bonkers. That's why I could never be an engineer. I was too. Oh, is that it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was too worried about uh, my boyish charms and charisma. (laughs) Um, Too charismatic to get into engineering. Oh, but Avenue 5 is about a space show or a spaceship that goes off course. And instead of this is just the setup of the show. Instead of it being like a few week little vacation cruise, it's like a uh three years they're like stuck for three years no shit and that's yeah and it's actually really fucking funny and the the universe that they're in is you can't really they don't really say what year it is you assume a couple hundred years yeah or no no it can't be that far it's only in the next 50 years because well maybe but uh, uh they use like this kind of idiocracy dystopia world and so um they had a joke that i was explaining to reagan because it was so fucking funny uh, the billionaire who owns the ship is showing them his private quarters and he's like he has a book written by billy mcfarland and he's like this is billy mcfarland's first book before he became director of the fbi (laughs) there's just so many good jokes like that dude it's really funny you gotta check it out i think you'd like it a lot i'll have have to start watching it uh do you watch the last of us no, I'm going to. Oh, I am going to. Fucking boner, I'm, dude. We could have talked about like that. Are you like done with it? How many seasons? It, it, it's it, it's just one episode. They just released one episode. 
Uh, they're just doing it the onesies at a time. Oh, of course they are. They're gonna milk this for as much as they can. But oh. but the super fucking sick part about it is it's like they did not so they did obviously deviate a little bit from the games, but like oh, it, I heard, it is exactly yes. like the opening sequence. I heard they even did like shot for shot reem. Yeah, like yeah. Well, re, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so cool. Dude, I'm it's really insane. excited about that. It's so good. I was hoping so desperately so desperately that the halo show would be good yeah and it turned out to be dog shit and uh i hear i don't care about the witcher because i never played it yeah. but i heard that kind of went south uh-huh. and I, the last of us i was like i don't know man dude it's I there I, I think it's gonna be i i think it's gonna be a top contender for one of the best shows and pedro pascal made. is really pedro awesome pascal is a fucking sick actor i think he plays he's a perfect joel he is like a fucking perfect perfect cool. joel uh, I'm really excited. And, How's uh, Ellie? Uh, so in the first episode, you get to you meet I her, guess, and she's in it quite a bit. But like, I I don't know. I I think I need a couple more episodes to see if she okay. stacks up. The actress who plays her, I cannot remember her name. It did a phenomenal. Yeah, does has done a phenomenal job so far, and she's incredible. So I oh, think she was in, who was she in Game of Thrones? Was she in Game of Thrones? Also with also also with. Uh, um, Pedro Pascal. They were both right or no? No, Pedro Pascal no. was in Game of Thrones. Who's that guy? Oh man, I feel bad. I do this all the time. Who? Uh, the guy who got his head spoiler alert. He got a skull crushed by the mountain. Who was? Oh, that? the Viper. Wait, was that Pedro Pascal? I think that might. Who is the Viper? The Viper. Dude, I might be. It is. Yeah, is it, is. it Pedro right, Pascal? Right. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's there's someone that's I always right. get him mixed up with, and I was afraid I was doing it again. But yeah, yeah, he was in that show with her. I'm trying to figure out who she that was. Track. Oh. She was uh, Leanna Mormont, the little the child queen. Oh yeah, that's right. That's Mormon, right. Yeah. Um, oh wow, damn uh, dude, she was actually pretty good in that. She show, so. she's an incre- cool. yeah, she's a fucking incredible actress, uh, and she's so young too, which is crazy. Um, oh, I mean, she's nineteen. Is she? She is still pretty fucking young. She oh, lo- she was dude, in she looks the fucking, HBO His Dark Materials. I didn't watch 12. that one. I need to watch it. She's nineteen. Yeah, she 19. looks like. 13 that's insane she'll probably Dude. be in high school movies well into her yeah 30s. in, like, no in shit. the last of us she looks like a child she looks super child i mean i guess they might have filmed it last year so she was 18 dude still she looks so young um but like one thing i really liked is like in the games i'm not gonna like spoil anything for you that's significant but i've actually never seen or I never oh yeah that's right you said the games were too, too scary spooky. Too. yeah too so spooky. in the games they don't really like they don't really go into like the quarantines. From what I remember, they don't get to go into like the main quarantine zones and stuff like that. And in, in the show, they do. So like, it kind of shows mean, like, you explain them or like literally go like go like zone. a little bit of both, like the quarantine oh, zones okay. of like what it's like in there and how people live and like they talk about like uh, Pedro Pascal. He he he's talking to this like guard and the guard. They're talking back and forth and he's selling the guard oxys and hydros and uh fucking the guards like oh where do you think they make these and he's like or no pay he's like oh yeah did, or did these come from atlanta and pedro's like i don't fucking know i don't care and then i just sell drugs bro yeah the, the guard is like they had to have come from atlanta because they have a factory in the qz that only man of manufactures bullets and pills and so it's talking about how they're Hell distributing yeah. like painkillers to everybody so they can sleep and like 
not think about all the horrific shit they've gone through in their Whoa. life, which is fucking crazy, dude. If you have all of like, you know, you're you're scrabbling together what resources you can to produce something for survivors, dude. And, yeah, and you're like painkillers. Yeah, like, opiates, that's grim. Opiates. That is grim. Yeah, it's super fucked. So like. There's also a They're scene, like fent, bro, dude, straight fent I mean, patches it, for everybody. It's one of those things. It's like it's kind of a I I I don't want to say it's not it's not a necessary evil, but it's like what are you gonna do for people who you don't have the resources of your modern day anymore? You don't have therapy. You don't have this kind of like whatever. Like what are you gonna do for people who have you know everybody has PTSD now. Everybody does. Oh, not permanent. Not yes, just not yes. just like a selected few of the the world. Every single person has PTSD and trauma now. So, like, how are you going to combat that? Well, remember, according to the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard and Dianetics, everybody does have PTSD. That's true. Everybody gotta, does. That's your Ingram. Yeah. You have to clear your Ingram. That is very true. There's a remember. There's a scene where they're uh, they're walking through these tunnels, and like in the first episode, I'll spoil this. You don't really see any like. You don't really see any fucking clickers or or nothing spooky. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Sweet. You don't it's really see any clickers or anything like that. But there is like um, one that's been completely because it. Dude, the opening scene is so good. It starts off in like the '60s with this talk show host talking about viruses, and he's like, "Oh, I'm spoiling that." Uh, uh, yeah, but it it's basically the they're walking through this tunnel, and uh, one of the clickers has completely like fused to the wall. And it is, I saw a picture of that dude. It is fucking like the, the, the effects, like the, the special effects makeup they use on it and stuff like that. Unreal. It is fucking insane. And like awesome in the scene, when the outbreak first happened, you you don't see an actual clicker, but you see an infected person. They've got like these spores coming out of their mouth and shit, dude. It's so it's gnarly. It is super gnarly. Do you ever watch the 2009? Right. Yeah, HBO. Uh, well, do you ever watch? Still hope for HBO. Do you ever watch the 2009 movie Rampage, where that dude is like out of his mind? It's like a mass shooting movie. We're not talk- that it is a mass oh. shooting movie. I was like, are you asking me if I saw a rock? No, movie? no, no. The answer is a hundred percent in the theaters. <laughs> Obviously, <brother>. dude. <laughs> no, it is a. No, I didn't watch the mass shooting. Movie. Um, so that guy, the main character in the Rampage movie, he's also in um The Last of Us Two, and I was wondering where That's I German, isn't it? What Rampage? Was a German movie? No, Rampage yeah. is a full on um. Is a full on. Oh, it, it received a theatrical release only in Germany. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. That's super weird. That whole. <laughs> Germany's that, like, actually, no, we'll watch that. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. whole movie is about a dude posting on like YouTube of like, it is like a like incel red pill diary. He's like posting on YouTube of like, oh, the government, the big Q, blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't, obviously, it doesn't say Q, but he's saying like, big government's doing this, that, and the other, and they're fucking you over and everything. And he's like stockpiling armor and guns at his mom's house. And like the whole movie is literally him walking around town with two machine guns in full like battle rattle. He blows up a police station and just like, shoots people like that's what he like he spoiler yeah spoiler sorry <laughs> he just starts yeah. murdering people like there's a scene where he's I like i can't believe they made this yeah he's walking down his like town square and people are like running and like one guy's cowering in a corner and he looks and just fucking shoots him and then there's a scene where he's in a salon 
and he walks in and the salon the the stylists in there are like freaking out obviously and he's like get in the fucking corner and they all pile in the corner and he gets a cup of water and he sits there for a second and then he gets up and leaves and one of the gals is like what a fucking asshole and he turns around and comes back in and huddles them all in the corner and just like kills like 10 of them um, that's dude, it, it is. It's brutal. I watched it when I was like. I don't si- really want to watch. Dude, this. I, I watched it when I was like sixteen. I was like, oh my god. I was like, I can't believe they made something like this. And there's a scene where he goes into a bingo hall and it's a bunch of old people. And I'm like, oh god, dude, these fucking old people that's are about to get terrible. blown away. But he doesn't kill them. He just sits there and watches them play bingo. He eats a sandwich and gets up and leaves. Uh, oh, they made right. three of these movies. They made three. I think they made three of them. I know they made two at Pencils least. Have to be all over that, shit. dude. Oh yeah, they have to be. I think also, they. I so think they might have made four. Actually, I'm sorry. The main character's name in Rampage is Bill Williamson, which I blew. You know that name, right? Like that's that's the Red Dead guy, mm. the the bad guy. Yeah. So that was like that's weird, and his name's Bill Williamson. Like Bill that's made up cowboy name bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the director kidding. of that movie. Um, Louis Ball. Yeah, or maybe Bowl, I would guess. Uh, it says filmmaker. on his Wikipedia, uh, released theatrically, the films were critical and commercial failures. His 2005 Alone in the Dark adaptation is considered one of the worst films ever made. No shit. Yes. So he made, yes. he made Rampage, he made Blood Rain. I didn't, re- I forgot they made that into a movie. They, he made Postal, which again is another mass shooting. What's up with this dude in mass shooting movies? He's someone who's going to want to keep an eye on Yeah, no for real. <laughs> Postal is, I would imagine, a movie adaptation of the video game Postal, which where a guy pulls it, gets out a bunch of guns and goes postal and kills like his entire neighborhood. Uh, he made the name in the name of the king. He made Blood Rain again, and really, Alone in the Dark is one of, is seen as one of the worst movies ever made, huh? Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Uh, that's a high honor. That is. He, he that is it. how. I mean, how? There's a lot of uh, movies out there for you to be named the worst movie ever made. That's right pretty, on your Wikipedia. Dude, page that's like brutal. That. that is pretty brutal. I still need to going watch. going down in history. I still need it to was watch. funny because the reason I looked at it was because on the wiki page for the movie rampage all the reviews from the critics were like i i, I can't believe it but uwe bull made like a half decent movie. i was like oh <laughs> no shit, shit really? <laughs> that, yeah that's right on his wikipedia page the mass shooting movie was the half decent movie that he made like, i know it, it wasn't like i mean it wasn't it literally has a one percent on rotten tomatoes that's insane the alone in the dark um it wasn't the worst like movie ever. Aside from the the topic of like murdering your entire town, a um, little rough. But it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, um, but I mean, I don't know. Isn't there? There's tons of movies that are yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just shooting people the whole movie. Yeah, basically, just fucking Terminator gore movies. I mean, Hostel was an gore. entire movie about just people being murdered. Um, yeah, Green dude, Room. Remember when Hostel came out and it was like a big fucking issue? Everyone was like, this is the worst, the goriest movie ever made. Which it was pretty hey, brutal. I mean, that's, that's, that's all. They always say that. Also, but that being said, I can't really watch shit like that. No, I don't, I don't I like, don't, my I big, can't. My big thing is, I don't like watching people get slashed. Yeah. Uh, people getting shot, fine, whatever. Generally pretty normal. Uh, But like, when they get like cut 
Like there's in Green Room actually. You know that movie where the yeah like, yeah where he yeah, yeah where he Nazis. gets this fucking arm oh, sliced up, dude. dude yeah, that's like yeah. What it, I I shudder to think of it. Brutal. That is like a really I, really bad. I, that it, dude. So like that is like one of my when I think I think about stuff like that sometimes and like that's one of my biggest fucking. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like so like someone coming at you with like a knife or like a knife getting stabbed uh, yeah okay but like getting slashed up by like a machete Ugh. just getting hacked away at dude oh Ugh. my god that fucking or or Awful. my biggest this is the live leak videos I always skip skip anything that says dude, machete yeah my biggest no. bugaboo is like in movies when they someone has a machete and goes to slash and they put their hands and they up put their, and it oh. cu- <laughs> cuts through their That's hand dude no i'll never leave my house horrible. Up, dude in fear of that happening that is yeah. brutal so brutal there's I can do like I, I can't really do like gore and stuff like that anymore as an adult, but like in movies it's not that big of a deal, but like that Yeah, I mean it really depends on the nature of it. I I, I just that kind of slashing specifically is just so awful Dude, to, yeah, it's, uh, to it's watch. It's gruesome. It is gruesome. There's there's been a few shootings in a movie that like hit me kinda hard. I was like like I always reference the uh what is that movie? Uh Burn After Reading when Brad Pitt gets blown away. Like, do you know that movie? I I do know it, but I don't think I've seen it. Really? Yeah. I thought we talked about it. But yeah, really? he it's just this really huge surprise scene where he like comes out of a closet, and gets shot in the head, and like I really didn't think that was gonna happen. And it's just like so realistic and, yeah. and like spooky. I the don't know. realistic shooting horrible. scenes too are a little like you know Hollywood Trump like will like gimmick up shooting when someone gets like blown away like uh 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 and they like fall down and stuff like that but like the realistic shoot like actually seeing someone get shot is pretty horrific and like it's awful excuse me and like if you've never seen that people don't like they don't like fucking uh like move yeah, the when bullets they get don't sh- have that much yeah, momentum and, they're and going through your body when they get shot they like obviously depending where usually like if someone gets shot in the head it's just like instant like lights out like it is it's just, done. just slumped like you go oh, yeah down. i posted a meme on the insta about like uh, people who uh, you know actors getting shot in the head and like people who watch live league yeah just, like, <laughs> you know? uh yeah that's it's fucking it is brutal i, I started playing uh the forest again um with oh you told me about in manry yeah, and yeah. uh uh my buddy uh, jeff dude it's so it's so scary it's so spooky it's dude, like, I don't you think you'd be I'm... able to play it, to be honest. Like, it is. Really? It, dude, it, it's like, it's not spooky in a sense of, like, ooh, like, what's hiding around this corner? Like, essentially, you're stranded on a desert, like, a deserted island, and there's, like, cannibals everywhere. Um, and they try to attack you, and it's, like, a lot of base building and, like, setting up your defenses to fight against oh, these cannibals. God. But like Dude, just I, these pictures alone, yeah. I'm like, holy shit! I really and the second one comes out next month. It's gonna be super awesome. But I really like the uh, I really like the design, like the the um, AI they used for these cannibals because like one, they don't travel alone. So if you see one in the trees, like you're you bet your ass there's three or four more hiding somewhere else up in the That's trees spooky. waiting for you. And they don't run at you unless your back is to them. So, like, if you turn around as they're running at you, like, they'll stop and, like, they'll run away from you to try to lure you back to their friends. Um, Wow. So, it's, like, really good AI. Yeah, it's super good AI. And so, like, last night I got stuck in this perpetual loop of, like, getting attacked because I would get attacked at night and a bunch of cannibals would show up and I would stand on my walkways of my sick-ass base and shoot them in the head with an arrow 
And then their bodies would lay there, and the starving cannibals would come because they smell the bodies, and they would attack me then. And it was just like a perpetual motion of like, every time I kill them, I'm setting out more bait for more cannibals to show up. And then once you survive a certain number of days, you start running into mutants. So if you look up like Armsy or Virginia, um, those are big ass mutants that run around and uh, just fucking wreck your day. They look disgusting. They look horrific. Dude, I'm watching this clip of someone play and they're like swinging an axe at this like one single one. He looks pretty fucked up, kind of like a ghoul from uh, yeah. Fallout. But uh, it's like dodging him. It's like rolling dude, and dodging. Dude, I like, will. So sometimes I'll sit there and like I, I so I have these walkways I built that extend out to different trees. So if I'm getting attacked, I can walk on these walkways and get every, cause I, my strategy is I build my base against a cliff so they can't attack me from behind. They have to attack me from one way. And so, and then I'll build walkways over into the trees. So, cause you can build like tree houses and stuff like that. And I'll build these walkways over into the trees. And, um, so I can walk around and like, I have a full view of my base. So I'm getting which side I'm getting attacked from. But I'll sit there and shoot an arrow at one of them, and they'll like they like look up at you the entire time. If they're not like attacking, they'll just stand there and stare at you. And you shoot an arrow at him, and he just dodges it. And like, say, that I'm, dude, me fuck out. no, they're not dude. supposed to do yeah, that in games, it, dude. It is super, it's super unsettling. But the story's really good. It's and like the building mechanics is like super sick. Like you chop down trees and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, there's also caves in the game that you walk around in and they're super dark. And the only light you have is either a flashlight. If you can find a flashlight and batteries or uh-huh. a, a big lighter that you walk around with and it hardly illuminates anything. It's fucking, it's a pretty scary game, but it's super cool. I think, uh, if you ever get your, uh, gaming laptop, we should fucking play together. I think Dude, if I'm, I'm going to play fucking Bro- project zomboid. You know, do you know the YouTuber ambiguous amphibian? No, uh, uh-uh. I've been watching a bunch of his videos. He's really good. He he's he seems like a really smart guy, and he kind of makes like pretty interesting narratives out of his like challenges that he sets for these games. Okay, but he plays a lot of Project Zomboid, and that game just it looks. I can't believe the detail of Project it. It Zomboid so is, cool. is it, I like I played it for a little bit, but I was playing it alone, so I didn't really have a like I couldn't super get into it because I was playing it alone. I think if like I if we played together, that'd be great. Um, cause oh, I, I yeah. mean, I've, I've put some, put a little bit of work into it. So I kind of know what to do, but I've been wanting like a game that would really take up my time. Yeah. You a hundred percent. I've been wanting yeah. to start uploading like streams and stuff to YouTube, but I'm like at a crossroads. Cause I don't know if I just want to upload streams as they happen, or if I want to do it like chronologically with a game. So like if I play the forest, I have to upload multiple forest streams after that until i'm done or just upload the streams as i do them so like one day i play the forest and i feel like playing something else the next day and i upload those two and they're not in any order and i also don't know how long to make them because i stream for like six hours sometimes and i don't think i can upload a six hour video you can put a 10 hour video on YouTube. oh can you really yeah i guess i could put six hours. it baffles me when like people will tag me and stuff and they're like oh i'm just re-watching your stream from last night and i was like oh i didn't know i didn't You're think like, dude it's really yeah long. i was like I, think, <laughs> I was like one i just didn't think people cared enough to go back and watch something yeah. like that. yeah it's crazy i i mean that does that's not even surprising to me because it's you it's just i didn't know people went and did that exactly yeah like yeah, that. yeah i just it, thought they'd only wanted to see him live yeah or in like that too and um 
like I, I understand people upload like let's plays while they're like Markiplier. His videos are only like 30 minutes though. And that's one of the biggest things I've been trying to mull over is if I want to upload like the multiple hour videos or if I want to cut them down to like an hour and just upload them like upload them like that. I have no idea. It's a, it's a lot. It's very overwhelming. Yeah, it is quite overwhelming. That's why I just do the podcast, dude. I know, but I we gotta gotta dip my toes in all the ponds so yeah, I true. can figure out fucking what works for me. How to get famous? Everybody How to get famous, baby? Do you know who's going first this week? I thought you were. Yeah, Wait, I think that's did, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you ready? You yeah, any, yeah. any other updates? No, I, right. if I if I remember something, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all that oh, stuff. Please, oh, please, specifically, if you could, if you guys listen to us on Apple Music, um, please uh, rate us because no one's done that in a while. Yeah, we haven't we had a lot of new listeners. It's like it would two be nice years, if you guys right? did that. You say it was yes. two years since we had a rate on Apple Podcasts? I think, yeah, something like a year and a half, yeah. Um, it's like, we I don't know how we got everybody to do it at first, but uh, we need you guys to do it again. Please do it. Please. Well, um, I also I think don't we don't we'll like we, your Insta post. We don't say... We don't, we don't say rate, review, subscribe as much as we used to, though. I, I've noticed... <laughs> That's true. The last couple... Um, the like the last handful of episodes we've done, we've never we haven't said. Can it, we so. call our podcast that? What rate Is that review something? subscribe? Just call it rate review subscribe. The rate review subscribe <laughs> podcast. Be sure to smash yeah. that rate review subscribe button. <laughs> um. All right, I'm I'm ready to go. Um. I we've been talking about how we've been struggling a little to find good narratives. Yeah, there's plenty of shitty people to cover for you guys on the internet, but uh. They need to be interesting. And so both, I'm pretty sure Snacks and I are both kind of, we're not bending the story or our theme because it's definitely in line with it. But yeah. these people that I'm covering have never didn't actually commit any crimes. So, okay. But what they're doing feels dishonest. They're playing the game. So we'll, we'll get into it. Um, the, and I'm covering Jerry Selby. This is mostly about Jerry. His wife is like almost never mentioned. Her name's Marjorie, um, but I'm going to pretty much refer to this whole thing as Jerry because it was his masterminding. Fair. Um, uh, sources included uh, CBS News. There was a good uh, write-up from Boston Globe, uh, LA Times, New York Post, Insider, and a found a, a paper from Berkeley that I used to understand a little bit of the math that comes up later. Because warning, guys. Content warning, there's math ahead. Dude, fucking math, not in my house, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Jerry was born in Michigan, got his master's in math, and did what everybody with a mathematics degree does right out of college. He got a job at a factory. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to go work at the math yeah, store. The math factory. Uh, he, he, he bounces around. He's got a lot of jobs uh, over the years. He does it all. Factories, odd jobs, office jobs. Has six fucking kids. He's a busy man. Um, he gets sick of working for the man, so he goes into business for himself by opening a convenience store in Evart, Michigan, population of 1,900, stoplight nice. population of one. <laughs> um, also, uh, last episode, Anthony Gignick was in Michigan, so we're just putting the spotlight on Michigan. Okay. You all need to get your act Michigan, together. Michigan, <laughs> <dude. laughs> 
Uh, Jerry is pretty fucking good at running his own business. He does his own work while examining supplier margins and actually uh, used his store to resell to smaller retails. And he maximized the earning potential of every square foot of his store and charts with square foot and dollars per. He was on it. They do well for themselves. Jerry handles the liquor and cigarettes. Marge keeps the books and made the sandwiches. Uh, cause they sold sandwiches. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Damn. <laughs> You're like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had meant to put a note about that. Cause I was like, wait, makes the yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> Specify uh, what kind of sandwiches. Their next big investment was one of the very few lottery machines in the County, which was a big moneymaker. And, um, I need to drink some water. Real quick. Okay. You're fine. Got it. I just took a swig of the old church. So thirsty. The old Coke zero. Um, so they're yeah they've got the lottery machine it's it's popular people are flocking from all over the county to hit this thing up because the lottery is an addictive scam yeah which jerry a mathematician obviously recognized and did not partake after 17 years of running the shop he finally closes it out when he retires he's a retired man now damn and it wasn't until 2003 when a new lottery game came out in michigan with some interesting new rules that caught jerry's attention so the rules are you pick six numbers between the numbers one to 46. If you guessed two, three, four, or five of those numbers, you get a prize in increasing amounts. If you guess six, you get a $2 million minimum jackpot. Selby had uh, calculated at the time there's a less than 10% chance of anyone getting the six digits matched. And I found out later that the only time in the entire time this lottery ran, uh, one single time did someone win the jackpot. Oh, really? Damn. So if nobody wins, the lottery pool goes up each week. After six weeks, or when the lottery hits the $5 million cap, whichever happens first, they do a roll down where the winnings are spread downwards to the lower tier winners at five, four, and three level matches. So if you don't, no one gets the six, which never happens, the people with three, four, and five tickets, uh, or matches on their tickets get more money as a result. And um, in the interest of fairness, the lottery outright listed the odds of winning with each combination of numbers. Jerry did himself a quick little risk-reward analysis and said in less than three minutes, although in another article he did say two, so he might be a bit of a bullshitter, (laughs) uh, (laughs) said that he figured out the game could be profitable. He realized what he'd need to do was, this is the trick, right? Buy a lot of tickets. Crazy. Jerry's interview... Yeah, can you guys keep up? Yeah, who would have thought? (laughs) So... Per his interview with CBS, he said if he spent $1,100, mathematically, he'd be guaranteed to get one four-digit winner worth $1,000, and he'd get 18 or 19, he assumed, uh, three-digit winners worth about 50 bucks each. So if he bought $1,100 of tickets, he'd get $1,900 back, which is solid. I mean, he's that's solid. Yeah, yeah. He figured this out quick. Um, so he assumed tons of people had figured it out and he wanted to give it a try anyway. So he went to the convenience store that he doesn't run anymore. Just a different one. He bought $3,600 in the lottery windfall tickets and he won 6,300 bucks. So he's like, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to try this again real quick. He pays F- he, bay- he bets $8,000 and he makes nearly 16 grand. He's like, oh, not, not a bad investment. Okay. So uh, he one fateful day, his wife, Marge, comes into the kitchen, makes coffee, and she sees her husband scrawling equations and dollar signs on some paper like a lunatic. She asks what he's working on and he tells her, oh, I just cracked the Michigan State Lottery. Yeah, I just figured it out. Yeah, just real quick. And, and he didn't tell her about the two investments okay. previous. And so he's like, I should probably come clean about this yeah. one. His wife's not even 
mad. Yeah, of course. Or surprised. She's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And he's stoked because his wife isn't mad at him. And no one else has figured this out. So he figures out this is a sure deal. And he starts spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on this. Damn. He sets a corporation uh, called GS Investment Strategies and starts roping his friends in doing solid. In one instance, they put up five hundred grand in tickets, and um, they got back eight hundred and fifty thousand. I mean, is there nobody at- like sus- like is not raising any flags that someone's paying? I-, I guess they're being paid, so why would they be you know suspicious of it? But it's like, hey, this guy just spent five hundred thousand dollars in tickets, so we'll uh, we'll get there. All right, so. Um, there is variability in how much money that they're going to win because obviously it's not a f- for sure thing. The average over the time is going to be about like 20 or 30%, but sometimes they can get a lot. So getting back to 850000 was a ton, but it's yeah. basically virtually guaranteed that they're going to get back at least their money. If mm-hmm. So they started selling shares of their corporation for $500 a piece to friends and locals, and people get in on it. Um, they go to a local cafe in one of the interviews I read and there's four dudes hanging out there who were all in on it and they fucking loved it. Um, several people mentioned putting up a lot of money for his grandkids. Uh, another did it to get his kids through school and law school. Like, you know, he's real actually spreading the wealth and people were getting on, uh, really about it. Despite the successes in 25 local investors, including a bank VP and state, three state troopers, they couldn't convince uh, anybody else to get in on it. A lot of people in the town thought it was a scam. They're really? kind of leery of it. I know. I, I was like, I mean, it sounds crazy, but if you explained it to me, I'd be like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. But yeah. they're like, no the way. Fuck that. Like, imagine if you just knew a little math, you would be convinced of positive guaranteed money. That's goddamn insane. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. The investment group played it 12 times for millions of dollars. When ironically michigan ended the game because of lack of sales which i was like what, what? The fuck? yeah wait what <laughs> i think you're making a ton of money off of it i would thought yeah uh no big deal though because our story's not over at all uh one of the investors emails jerry and was like hey man i think they're running a similar game in massachusetts give it a look do you think they could win this one jerry's a little slower on because he said he looked at it for 10 minutes and he's like yeah totally yeah just a little, absolutely a little, yeah he's like hold on i have to He's like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) Bide my time a little bit here. Uh, So for the next six years, he and his wife would drive 900 miles from Michigan to Massachusetts to buy hundreds of thousands of $2 lottery tickets at a couple of local convenience stores. What what year is this again? uh, 2003 is when it started. I think we're in like 2005 right now. Okay. Uh, um, Hmm. So for t- they would go in, buy a bunch of tickets, and for 10 days straight, they stayed a small little inn in town and sorted the tickets by hand on the bed for 10 hours Jesus a day. Christ, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Yeah, good And then Lord. they would take them home and run them again because they're like, we obviously missed some. Yeah. And they yeah. would find them. Yeah, Jesus. they'd find more. Their very first run, they bought 300,000 tickets. Which is, Damn. I mean, they had to sort those by hand. By hand. Two people. That's fucking Two old insane. 60-year-old people. Horrible. I'm like, dude, that would kill me. I am like, like, my ADHD, I would be blown over. I'd be like, ah, I don't need this much at, money. Yeah, and it. I would say, at this point, it's like, you already have enough money, like, you're retired, and, like, you already have all the money you won earlier. Like, why? I guess, you know. I'd be done. Need that but money, also, baby. free guaranteed money. That's, also that's true. a rare that's thing hard. at 62. That's hard to, uh, that's hard to give up. Free guaranteed money. 
with the system in play, they made seven regular plays. Oh, I mean, and we, you know, with their company going too, they made seven regular plays of six hundred thousand dollars per play, so three hundred thousand tickets for six straight years, and they made a combined $26 million. The number range kind of bounces around, and I can't find a for sure, but that seemed to be the best estimate, okay. about $26 million grand. I think that was their... I think that might have been their net profit, because uh, I think they might have spent, like, I don't know, $20 million or more. But um, funny enough, they, they kept all of their losing tickets in case they were audited, which they were, of course, uh, by the IRS twice and three times by the Massachusetts Department of Revenue. So they stored 65 tubs of losing tickets in their barns, like literally millions Jesus of tickets. Jesus Christ. Dude. Um, and not one auditor ever asked to see them. Because what the fuck are yeah, they going to do? Yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> well, I, I don't understand the reasoning of needing the losing tickets of like, okay, you bought a bunch of losing tickets. Cool. Yeah, that proves yeah it. we believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're going to have, is the IRS going to sort through fucking yeah. 10 million tickets? <laughs> Whatever. We believe you. Um, unfortunately, the friggin' Boston Globe gets a tip that someone was buying hundreds of thousands of tickets at a couple shitty little gas stations, and they check it out with the famous spotlight team that found all of the pedophiles in the Boston Catholic Church, which, I mean, not all of them, but yeah, a ton. They're still there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they found them, yeah. and everybody was like, Correct. Yeah, cool. And uh, and guess uh, so they you know they blow up their spot, but guess what they find out when they're investigating that there's actually two groups of people getting in on this. Oh, really? Uh, Jerry wasn't the only one, and not in the Massachusetts game. There was a syndicate of math majors from MIT that were literally young enough to be Jerry's grandkids who were doing the exact same thing. No shit. This group had started as an independent study project from an undergrad at MIT who had figured it out. He got a bunch of his friends to pull their money in, recruited friends and backers until they were spending fat stacks too. Uh, they bet between seventeen and eighteen million dollars in total, and they made a total of three and a half million back, like net, and which was a nearly identical return of the Selbys. Uh, so I read in the um, from this Massachusetts thing that I'll explain later that explained the difference between how the two operated. So. Um, Jerry it, was using the quick pick option, which just spits out a ticket with a number on it. Yeah. And he, cause it's 300,000 fucking tickets. Yeah. He's not, geez, uh, not who gonna, gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> Send them out. Um, <laughs> the downside to that is you can have um, copies of numbers and you don't have, you don't guarantee your distribution ac- across the possibilities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's just, it's random supposedly. Uh, the MIT group went through all the fucking hassle of individually filling out every Jesus. ticket to pick a more even distribution. They got identical returns. Oh, so he, he went, they went through all that effort for Just to nothing, get the same. Basically. Yeah. The same. Yeah. Outcome. Cause I mean, numerically, once you're buying thousands and thousands of these, you're guaranteed. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to do like Jerry's amount of like copies and distribution hardly mattered at the scale that he was buying. So it, it was fine. Um, also I thought it was kind of funny. I was reading more about the MIT group because they were, they were more like random people, you know, that they were trying to recruit into yeah. the thing. And, um, it started as a big group, but every time they won any ticket, which happened a lot, every person involved had to, or got a separate tax form, so they were getting like stacks Jesus. of fucking tax yeah. for them. So a lot of people bailed out. They're like, I could fuck see, this. I dude. could see how fuck that this. would be like a fucking 
because they'd have to spend money to do their taxes yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, same returns. Selby's picked the much easier route. So the Boston Globe runs their articles, blabs their fat fucking mouths, and just being a general bunch of rat snitch good time ruiners. And this leads to the Massachusetts state treasurer immediately shutting down the game. Damn. And opening, obviously. Obviously. And opening an investigation led by the inspector general at the time named Greg Sullivan. I don't know why I put his name down. That doesn't matter. Just forget it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and one um, day right out the other. They went all out on this because they thought it was rigged by organized crime syndicates. What? Which I was like, read the Globe article. Yeah. It just says who they were. It's just a Two dude. Yeah. Groups of people. What's wrong with you? They're like, where's the mafia? The mafia you know? is like, in on this. Um, and they, yeah, so the Globe article says who they're doing it and they look it out and they're like, whoa, amazing. There's not mafia syndicates. Running. It's <laughs> just those thought? people. Uh, I didn't get more into it because I didn't want to just keep expanding the the scope of the story, but the Massachusetts inspector general report mentioned a third group of people that doing it. It was much smaller. I think it was like just a few people. And like this one guy who figured it out, but he, they weren't spending nearly as much money. So that's why they didn't get a lot of attention. Um, the state looks into it and, um, they kind of don't give a shit because they taxed the winnings and they made about $120 million off of this whole thing. So, so, because I mean, and losing. So like they buy all those losing tickets, they get the money. That's also what I was curious as to why they'd want to launch an entire investigation. Cause it's like, you made money still off. Like some people won your game. Like that was the point and you still made money off of them. I'm kind of split on it because. Um, the Boston Globe ran it from the point of or the perspective of like this is a game that the only people who win are the ones with enough money and know about it, but you could just win, you yeah, know. So they're yeah. kind of like it's like just an in-game sort of thing. I guess that's that, a fair point. That is I get a fair that. point. I get that. Yeah, no, and I, like it is a little unfair that like if someone doesn't have enough money, they can't buy all yeah. the tickets and. Nobody ever fucking actually one person wins the two million dollar thing. So, um, they, oh yeah. So hold on a few small things that were in the inspector general's report. They said the lottery probably could have paid a little more attention to the high volume betting. Like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, they, one thing that was disallowed, but not really significant was the globe reported on this too. rat snitch. Good time ruiners that Jerry's wife had been seen operating the machine herself because it literally took hours a day to print out all those fucking things. And the people who work there were like, dude, I don't get yeah. <laughs> Press this button. You're good. You got it. Nailed it. Um, that, but you know, whatever yeah. they weren't cheating. It wasn't yeah. allowed and, and it wasn't colluded. And the people at the gas stations never got in on it, which I was like, that's why. Yeah, that is crazy. I would have if, if dude, someone, if someone came in buying hundreds of thousousands in, I'd be like, dude, how much? Yeah, like, what's what's going on here? Like, what? Why yeah, don't you yeah. explain the whole spiel to me, please? I would be convinced if they came in and did that more than once. More than I'm once, like, okay, yeah. I'm like, obviously, shit. this this amount of work is worth it. So, why don't you tell me what's going on here? Um, but one thing about Jerry's success was that he had been allowed to operate or they had been allowed to operate the machines because otherwise you could barely get that volume out. Yeah, that was a big yeah. problem for the MIT group was they could hardly get the staff to deal with it. And they had to do a lot of work and doing it the way they did makes twice as much work for the employees True. too. So yeah, God, just annoying damn, dude. Yeah. I like, 
if if someone came so in and was see like a bunch of snot nosed college kids come yeah. in with a stack of cash for lottery like, tickets. I went thousands I went thousands of went. lottery tickets and I need to pick the numbers individually. I'd be like, You are fucking high. Like, no, no, you way. don't. Yeah, no, no you, you don't. don't. <laughs> you know how the lottery works? You don't yeah. need to pick the <laughs> Not at all. Please go away. <laughs> Uh, they also did say specifically in the Inspector General's report that high volume betting was basically encouraged by the state because they made a shitload of money. Yeah, but there was no collusion and their wins didn't affect anybody else's chances. So whatever. It, I mean, the, you know, they just get the money. That's yeah. It. Um, the as for the people involved, the guy who ran the MIT group, and this was in the Inspector General's report, which is really funny. He went from a 1995 Malibu to a 1999 Nissan Altima and went on a five-week vacation to Europe. Wasn't a big deal. Yeah. He didn't get loaded. What? No, yeah, this. yeah. Because like I said, they only made three and a half mil off the 18 mil. So it, like split up with all the winners and everything. He's not going to be fucking rich. Yeah, no. Better bring that back. In the, you got the thing? Hold on, Reagan's bothering me. That's fine. Typical. <laughs> Typical uh, behavior. As for the Selbies, they... <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, they really just um, funded their children and their grandchildren's education and renovated their home. Nice. You know, they didn't get tons of yeah, money either. Yeah. I mean, they probably... And they won't say how much they got exactly, but it's probably like a few hundred grand, Yeah, you know? Uh, that's that's good money, but it's not life changing. Especially, f- I mean, it is life changing, but not yeah. for like a retiree who operated his own business. Yeah, like, they're doing good. They're like, cool. The house can look a little nice. The kids can go to school. Sweet. True. Uh, they they didn't buy any Ferraris or boats, and they both said they were just glad for some extra financial security. Cool. Which I, yeah. thought, I was like, uh, yeah. you, you know, no no real villains no. in this story. Uh-uh. To be honest, they found uh, they and found they, an exploit and they used it. That's, yeah, and then the state was like, "All right, yeah, guys, take it. We got to stop. Yeah. You know, no, no laws broken." Uh, and then, just for an extra fun part of the story, uh, eventually, um, as the di- the director of Wild Hogs came up with the idea to make a movie about their story to sell to seniors, because he says it's a hella underrated market, <laughs> and uh, so funny. And Brian Cranston was in a movie called Jerry and Large Go or Jerry and Marge Go Large. Oh, okay. and it got. It's fine. They got like a 60%. Let me see what it... I love uh, Brian Cranston. Me too. Absolutely. He's uh, he's Uh, an incredible actor. He doesn't miss. He does does not. not He really doesn't. I'm trying to see what this made in the box office. Jerry and Mar... Oh. Got a 68% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's got a 6.9. Oh, it was a straight streaming movie. That's I'm not going to get any numbers on that. 81% uh, like this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's. I mean, it didn't do bad. It's ninety minutes. It's a comedy drama. It's pretty straightforward. You know, it seems like a decent. It was made for Paramount Plus. Yeah, which, that's you know, yeah. Fuck, fuck off, Paramount Plus, dude. Garbage. But uh, I was like, you know, the, so they were consulted. Brian Cranston hung out with them for a while while they made the movie to get to know them. They, they spent like weeks together. You know, Brian Cranston was talking about just like sitting on the porch drinking lemonade with them and i was like man their lives are yeah, sweet sweet dude. sweet just story dude fucking they had fucking. a bitching interesting life like yeah just fucking chill helps the kids gets everybody set up for school hangs out with brian cranston Lit. that's, a, that's just, a good life that's a good life yeah right there. i was like this was a you know i was when i was writing the notes for this i was bummed because i was like nobody committed any crimes yeah but i was like you know this is a good story this is it a is nice story. i mean 
it's virtually not, victimless. It's not a fraud or a scam, but it's it's an exploit. So like that kind of that does fit in. And every time we it's do in a the fucking, spirit. Every time we do a season, we always fit in some way. We always like expand the Flip horizons. It, yeah. yeah, in some way. Especially, we can, I mean, I think it is or furthers our point that the. Uh, game was shut down when they figured out they yeah. were doing it. Yeah. You know, they're not supposed to do yeah. it, but it was allowed and they made a shitload of money and so did the state. Everybody's happy. Great story. Again, wash story. your hands of it. Good to go. We got everything yeah. we need now. So, and now they're yeah. just cruising. Nice. So, nice. um, um, what's your story? Uh, yeah. So we, uh, mine's kind of in the same boat. Um, th- th- these people were charged and convicted, but I don't know. Uh, there is a little, there is a few things that, that happen that I'm like, ooh, that's a little fucking weird. Um, but, uh, or just like not cool at all. Uh, but mine's relatively short because every story I found, I just couldn't like, there was no information. It was like a one, like a one and done thing. Like something sounded super interesting and I'd look at like an article or the Wikipedia page and it'd be like three paragraphs and that's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Uh, which sucks. So, um, yeah, well guys, it's hard finding content. It is. Yeah. Guys. Lots of one that has like enough content to make a, a story. An out interesting of it. story. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. So I wrote my, my notes. I just increased the font size of my notes to make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and double space Yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to be covering the Southport Sockmen. Um, so, like I said, I oh. couldn't find a ton of information on this story, but I, I found enough uh, to not have an extensive... I couldn't find enough information to have an extensive list of notes, but I found enough to be able to write something about it. There was supposed to be a short film about the entire ordeal, but I don't think it ever happened. Uh, the dude who was making it said uh, in like interviews and shit that he like they almost they've raised like almost ten thousand dollars to make this short film, uh, but every time I looked it up, I couldn't find anything. Uh, I think it's called. I think the short film was supposed to be called "Holes in Their Souls." Um, you want to get into that boy's so, soul. Yeah, he had to pay the troll toll. <laughs> so our, our story takes place in good old Southport, Maryside, England, between 1996 and 1998. It's here that our friends Stephen Bain and Stephen Gothrop were on a Christian mission, baby, the best times. They're buying socks not, for charity. Just, as, as we discussed <laughs> earlier, yeah, yeah, not uh, our scene no, at all. Definitely not. Beside, um, on site, yeah. not our scene. So uh, they were buying socks for charity. So these socks would be bought from people on the streets and then donated to those in need. Um, it's, you know, it's no secret that basic clothing needs like socks, underwear, stuff like that are high in demand for uh, uh, people, uh, temporarily unhoused individual shelters, stuff like that. So one individual, Andy Smith, recalls his interaction with the Sockman saying, I think Andy Smith is the guy who was making this short film. Uh, but he recalls his interaction with the Sockman saying, quote, I was at a bar in Liverpool City Center and there were these two guys in the place and they were uh, there were photographs being taken. And, the guy, and these guys are kind of attracting a lot of attention to themselves in a jovial manner. Uh, Andy was pretty curious about who these dudes were. So he calls them over to his table and he's kind of chatting with them. And he asked them who they were and what all the fucking fuss was about. And such a weird question. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. What, what are you doing? Are guy? You? Um, Why does everyone like you? Yeah. Who are you? So Why are you famous? Uh, the men said Weird. that they were raising money for charity. The Macmillan Nurses, which to my understanding is a group of nurses that specialize in cancer care. Uh, they said that they accept, 
cash donations, or something else. Quote, we understand times are hard being in a recession, one of the men said. So we have uh, quote. So we have a novelty target that the people can contribute towards as well, which is to collect ten thousand socks. The men claimed that the donated socks would be then recycled, and would that would free up money for the charity. So Smith listens to the spiel and says "fuck it," and he gives these two men his socks after he had given. Oh, okay. yeah. So after he'd given the socks to these dudes, um, so he gives the socks to the guys, and they ask him if they could take a picture of him with the socks, stating. We need you to pose with your sock because we need to show our organization that you've given consent for us to take your property. Um, so old boy hands the socks up and the two men snap a picture of him and went on their merry way. Pretty fucking unusual request, but it goes to a good cause, so whatever. Are these guys foot fetishists? Dude, is that the dude. is that the story? So <laughs> the men spent most of their nights doing you go this. Go home and just <laughs> sniff it. Trust, trust. So the men spent most of their nights doing this, pursuing this, perusing the streets and pubs, asking for donations uh, for the charity or paying five to ten pounds for people's socks to be recycled. They hit pubs, job fairs, public events, anywhere there would be a large gathering of people. These dudes were there collecting for charity hell they even got a few like donations and like socks and, and pictures from police and like other public servants hey look it's the sock guys yeah. give them your socks so this is no weird. one where no, is this dude this is uh in uh where is it it's in it's across the pond uh southport maryside england england yeah I don't know if I heard you say that earlier because I'm not very good at paying attention to That's people fair. speaking, but yeah. I assumed it was England, which That's, is yeah. weird. <laughs> it's, it's it sounded like an English story. I don't know. So, um, fucking, let's see, sucks. Blah, 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 blah. So, no one had thought really anything of this. Uh, you know, just two dudes, fucking two guys being bros, donating socks to charity, bro. Uh, and that is until the men's apartment is raided by the feds or the police, not the, the feds, but oh, the I was like, oh, uh, yeah, no. Um, so the police uh, had been keeping an eye on them for quite some time, believing they were running a fake charity. They began and they began building their case. Eventually, they were able to gather enough evidence to conduct a search in the men's apartment. And boy, howdy, was there a surprise inside waiting for them. Uh, fucking socks, 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 and more fucking socks. It was insane. Quote, they were everywhere, and they were anywhere and everywhere, one police officer testified. They were all over the furniture, hanging from lampshades, and even in the microwave frying pan and cooker. It was like there had been an explosion in a what? sock factory, and socks had blown all over the place. What? The police were floored. It's reported that there were 4,000... They raid it, and dude, they're like, wait, they're like, it's what just the socks. Fuck? Was it just socks? Dude, always has yeah, been. always has been. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's reported that there were 4,000 pairs of socks organized in little sandwich bags in the cupboard, just in no. the cu- just in the cupboard, and that on the floor was covered what? in a literal carpet of socks reported to be like 18 centimeters deep. Uh, uh, shit is wild. It's like four, four, 12 to 13 inches. Dude, yeah, so, um, and to make things even more creepy, most of these socks uh, were, like I said, packaged in little sandwich bags and packed in that sandwich bags with the socks were the pictures of the people that they took, like of holding oh, up the socks. Oh no! Uh, which makes it super weird. Oh so, no! So Are they Polaroids, I wonder. Just I, yeah, I, oh yeah, it's like 1996, so it's gotta oh, be Polaroids. Okay, yeah. yeah, or or it's either Polaroids or like just a disposable camera. So uh, the whole ordeal 
inspired our guy from earlier, Andy Smith, to make a short film about the whole thing. Uh, the film above, uh, above that I mentioned, I like I said, I couldn't find anywhere, but he did talk yeah, to the Daily I Dot. I just went to the Twitter and Facebook, yeah, they, and it didn't come out. Nothing, yeah. yeah. It, doesn't, it didn't. Um, there, so, but he did talk to the Daily Dot and talked a little bit more about what he uncovered with this research for the short film. So in this Daily Dot interview, he said that he was able to track down one half of the Southport Sockman duo. He didn't specify which one, just only referred to him as, quote, Sock Gimp, and offered him to tell his <laughs> side of the story. So it turns out the whole thing is stemmed from a master-slave relationship. The Sock Master would regularly oh. beat the Sock Gimp and uh, even persuaded other people oh. to do so. The Sock Master had apparently what? approached the Sock Gimp and told him that they uh oh the, the, he approached him at church um and oh, told the sock naturally. gimp that he had been conversing with angels and they had told him that he needed to collect 10,000 pairs of socks um okay. obviously obviously and so is uh, this a, because of course did they did what's happening is this really the story yes what so the apparently fuck? the angels shared the same foot fetish that he did um, so the sock gimp would is go, probably a yeah, foot yeah. that uh, tracks the sock would gimp would go on to later explain that his sock fetish started when he was young and that the smell of socks aroused him and when the police raid happened no. they had found socks in the microwave because he had been heating them no. up to fill the apartment with that no. sweet used sock oh. aroma baby the landlord's just like oh <laughs> yeah dude um so that's uh, weirdly the grossest dude, part it's tough. of the story. Uh, um, so he went on to explain that they would go to, like I said, job fairs and shit and buy people socks from him, and they became kind of local celebrities in this sense. Uh, students would even wear students in the area would even wear multiple pairs of socks in hopes to run into the pair of sock buyers to make some quick cash so they could get like a drink or fucking buy some weed. Um, <sighs> So the whole thing, it went to a point. This this went to a How point. How much where, did he spend, dude? A, pro, a lot of money, probably. There I were was like, four thousand, four thousand pairs just, the, just in the cupboard. So that's a lot of money, dude. In the cut in the floor, yeah, had to be another. I mean, t- what ten thousand? Does yeah. that seem crazy? Yeah, no, that seems you know, reasonable. It, uh, how? Could he afford these? Like spending all of his available money on no socks? Idea. No idea. Worn socks. Yeah, worn socks. So the whole thing. Wow. So I called this like right off. Yeah, the right rip. off the rip. <laughs> uh, the whole thing went to the point where they had regular customers who were described mainly as quote skater kids. They would. It is where it gets a little weird. They would, or well, just kind of really creepy. They would invite these kids into their home to buy their socks directly. Uh, good old fucking direct feet to microwave action, baby. Organic, oh, goddamn my. right. Locally sourced. Yeah, locally sourced <laughs> socks, dude. Um, oh. And on some occasions, these two would proposition these skater kids asking if they wanted to make a little extra cash. All they had to do was put their bare feet on old Sock Gimp's face and let Sock no. Master take some pictures. Um, it's like that... Viral TikTok audio. Yeah, I, uh, relax. <laughs> I just want to take some pictures. Uh, which is like... Isn't that from... Um, da- the Dahmer the, series. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is... F- but the whole thing is fucking weird because from what I understand in this article, these are like, like teenagers. Kids? Teenagers Ew. that they're asking. I mean, yeah. technically... 
an 18 year old and a 19 year old or yeah teenagers. true true Still, and at that though. point you want to put your i mean yeah for extra you, cash like, dude whatever they're like dude i'll give you 50 bucks so you take a picture of your foot i'm like all right all right cool why it. not Fuck yeah it. that's sick. uh so <laughs> one of the main reasons they got raided is because they had sent so the police had believed they were running a fake charity from for a while but one of the tipping points of that that justified the raid is because they had sent in some photos to get developed and it was um uh, it was the usual individuals holding up socks or whatever but there was also a uh little s&m scenario that showed the sock men covered in blood and the photo technician alerted the authorities so okay yeah yeah. Hey, after I don't know that dude's been public. He has spent years just fucking uh, developing picture after picture of feet on this guy's face, and like, this he finally what, gets yeah. something to this, fucking get him. He's oh, I am telling, dude, I am telling if, on if your. If you ass. were, if you were at some point a photo developer for like Walgreens or something, send us in stories about some of the wildest fucking shit you've seen in people's developed photos. Truly. Um, so these two men were arrested and charged with conspiracy to commit uh, acts of gross indecency, which is the Fair. same charge that got famous poet and playwright Os- uh, Oscar po- uh, playwright. Well, hold on. Let me look at this dude's name because I spelled it wrong. Os- I think it's Oscar. Po- Oscar Wilde. That's what it was. Oscar Wilde. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, so okay. uh Famous playwright and uh, poet Oscar Wilde sends to hard labor and also got the famed mathematician and computer scientist Alan Turing chemically castrated. Um, um, so the two... So like a pretty bullshit Yeah, mom. yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, so the two sock bandits were both sentenced to 18 months in jail and were required to be on the UK sex offender registry for 10 years. It's reported that whilst in prison, the two men worked in the prison's laundry room, handling people's no! socks. Oh. Uh, and You're like, actually the best thing it could Dude, yeah uh, oh yeah um and like it, that's the story i mean when it came out and like because when it came out and all this happened the the men got charged and convicted but like also their families like were fucking ridiculed like one of the dudes i think sock Gimp's brother like had to like stop going to school because he was getting bullied so hard for like his what had happened yeah. dude yeah i mean ruthless you know that makes me i mean it's not like 90s england's gonna be so sex positive yeah yeah i it makes me think that those teens involved were actual minors yeah which is the biggest biggest which yeah that's gross i mean that's horrible but also no no absolutely no No. justification of it but i feel like is the lightest thing you could do to get on the sex offenders list, I, that is basically. fair that that's like as long as he's wearing his clothes or something dude, i was yeah. afraid i mean i would think that was it's still it's yeah. still shitty but it's not like he yeah. was fucking diddling kids and stuff which is no uh, still yeah. man like leave which kids. again according to the words of frank reynolds don't diddle yeah kids. yeah that's don't that's diddle also. kids uh <laughs> but it, it's still leave fucking kid teenagers out of your fetish your I mean, gross it, weird fetish there is a hundred percent there is a hundred percent many many adults who will gladly put their feet on your face if you pay oh. them if you pay oh them. god yeah yeah do you put that shit up on craigslist dude well it was results in was now. craigslist around in the 90s i don't think so right i just mean now oh now no, yeah now yeah no. no but like i guess i can understand in 
the 90s, it'd be a Craigslist little bit was more founded difficult. founded in 95. No shit, really. So they, yeah. they could have. This was 96 They could have Craigslisted Yeah. <laughs> Morally bankrupt. Yeah, what a dude, piece yeah. This shit. is back when Craigslist Casual Encounters was still a thing. So, like, you were you were good to go. That's uh, true. But yeah, yeah, that, that is, is true. That is the uh, story of the, the Sockman, the Southport dude, Sockman. That's a, yeah, that's a weird one. Weird. I guess. I told you. They're frauds, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a con, yeah. you know? Yeah, they're like, ooh, you know, give it... I'm like, a they were charity, committing charity like, fraud. Were they? For sure. That's they, what I was going to ask. So they were they were telling people that they were... they. You could either give their socks or you could donate money to the Macmillan oh, nurses. Which oh. apparently one of the sockmen did actually work for the Macmillan nurses. Um, but he would use that as like, like technically you yeah, want yeah. money to the Macmillan nurses. Yeah, true. <laughs> technically <Me>. speaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were, that's what initially got them on the police's radar is the police believing they were running uh, like a charity scam or something. Uh, so they actually the were, the guy who founded Craigslist is worth a billion dollars. No shit. That seems that seem What weird. else? I, did he just found Craigslist or did he do other uh, things? I, 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 it seems like that's it. No that's shit. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, those guys. Okay. So I guess, I mean, putting the lottery fraud on there, that is pretty shitty. I yeah. figured they would just, I mean, at least donate that money, but it makes sense. Cause like I was saying, it cost a fortune to get all these goddamn yeah. socks. Probably half the time someone gave them money, they just bought socks with them right off the rip. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Any money you that was probably one going. One junkie on the street is going to go off by <laughs> socks right away. Start sniffing them. You got to get your sock fixed, brother. Throw them in the microwave. That's crazy. Get that worn sock aroma to I fill like the. That. I like that story. That was good. Yeah, this was all pretty lighthearted. Yeah, it overall. was. Yeah, this is nope. our most lighthearted of the whole. Nobody. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. See. Nobody died, and like nobody was fucking like. I guess financially ruined. I mean, yeah, Carlos Kaiser was probably one of the more harmless ones too. Yeah. He's just balling. Doing you know? whatever, Everybody dude. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Just vibing <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> they just stop vibing. That's it. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, man. Well, I'm uh that's that's a good one. I really like that good. story. We're I think at, it's hilarious. And I'm gonna remember that forever. I'm yeah, cool. same. Same. It is gonna be burned into my brain. Dirty little man. Yeah, <laughs> there's no limits, dude. I like, I'm, you know, no fetish shaming. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You shouldn't defraud people. You shouldn't involve children. Yeah. Not, yeah. No. I mean, whatever. Whatever you're into, that's fine. As long as you know, I would say it's not. As long as you're not hurting yourself and others. As long as you're doing it consensually between two consenting adults. Fine. Yes. Do whatever you want. But like that again, being said, I, I you can do whatever you want. I would never stop you. I support you to do it. Uh, I think you're gross. Yeah, you're a little gross. <laughs> that's no, just gross. No fetish shaming, but I think you're gross. I think that's you're gross. Yeah. I wouldn't hang out with you. You know, I definitely as soon as I saw your house. Are you kidding me? I'd well, we'll yin and yang this. I don't think you're gross, but I wouldn't go over to your house full of twenty thousand pairs of socks. And I'm sorry, because <laughs> uh, that's gross. I, it's definitely, we gross. would still be it's friends. Like We'd still be friends, but like maybe you know from a distance. How could his neighbors watch from a distance? I don't know. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine. It had to be a strong smell. Yeah, your microwaving socks. Thousands. You know, like that's so many socks. Yeah, and you're microwaving them and putting them in like a cooker. So like, no way, dude. What like, what was the goal when your house fills up with socks to the point you can't? How long? How long did they get in jail for Uh, this? Eighteen months, from what I 
if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, eighteen months. I want to check on that guy. See if he found out about OnlyFans. Yeah, dude. Oh man, my god, his life's probably turned his, yeah, around. Giving, I mean, and feetfinder.com, bro. He's probably oh, fucking on it, dude. On yeah. it. No way. Working <laughs> in the laundry room of jail made your fetish die out at all. It only <laughs> no. strengthened it, dude. You, can you I, imagine dirty jail socks? Dang, <laughs> <Stank>, bro. <laughs> I think that's desirable. Yeah. The jail sock Ooh. rock, bro. They're really in there that getting is, it. That uh, is gruesome. What a yeah, world, brutal. dude. What a world. Fucking crazy. But, uh, uh, yeah, so man. So, again, to the listeners, please send us some more ideas for this yeah, season. Yeah, if you got what any ideas this season, for this season, we're trying to season. find people. Yeah, if you got any ideas for this season or any other seasons we can do, let us know if you have any crazy sock stories or um, uh, yeah, photo yes. development stories. You can send them to Snacks Packs oh. Mail at gmail.com or the podcast at Snacks Podcast, um, and uh, we'll read it on the air. For some reason, you can't google the yeah podcast. the podcast uh, i don't know what that is i'll have to look into I, that. it's not a setting why. i've looked for uh but uh, you can find us on instagram yeah you, or on. you can find you can find my instagram on google and yeah. then i've got oh, our nice. podcast linked in the bio so but yeah we yeah, will uh good. we will see you guys next week be safe be kind to others be kind to yourself love you so much Bye bye